What's going on everybody? Kelly Cavallari here, one half of Seven Air Media, and welcome to today's edition of the Honky Tonk Highway, episode number 12. We're almost through this third week. Thank you everyone for joining us so far. Glad y'all are uh, enjoying them. I'm having a blast doing them. If you haven't yet, like, follow, share on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. That way you get notified every time we go live and you don't miss anything. Shout out to everybody who's waiting for football tonight. We actually get a little bit of real sports, NFL drafts, supporting the Miami Hurricanes and the Miami Dolphins. Hopefully uh, all you uh, sports lovers out there are going to really uh, actually get a chance to at least get a little action today. So today's guest, a little bit different. He comes from California. Big time on the social scene out there. Um, one part of the... Uh, New event that just happened of The Edge, um, known as Country Soul. Here is Byron Roberson Jr. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on, B? How you doing? Thanks for coming on the show, man. No problem. Thanks for having me. I was uh, shocked when you reached out. I was like, wait a minute. I've seen the other guests that you've had on. <laughs> so. Well, when I came up with the idea about a year ago, and um, I was talking to some of the my friends about wanting to do this, I wanted to show all aspects. I want the event side plus the local side because that's where everybody sure. started is in a country bar, going to local clubs, going around the state they live in, and doing stuff there locally, not traveling halfway across the country to do stuff. So. I really Aaron. wanted to hound on that as well, and not just having the event people in. And yeah. some of my good friends, Trevor Thornton, uh, Megan Barcelia, Chris Gonzalez, Emily Harris, all said if I wanted to talk to someone in Cali, you were definitely the man to talk to. So I was glad to reach out, and I was glad you were able to come on today. Man, those are uh, big names to recommend. That's that's really cool. No, um, Megan and Chris are are, are great. Um, they were kind of mentors when I started in this whole game. So. Um, happy that they recommended. Same with Emily. So for those who don't know anything about you, get, why don't you give us a little history on uh, yourself and how you got into dancing? Sure. All right. Well, I actually started dancing in 2015. Um, I'd never done any kind of dance lessons or been really active in uh, any kind of dancing. So kind of a long story, actually. But I was working about an hour away from um, my house. So on my commute back, there was a, a bar called Inca Hoots that has since closed down. But that was uh, they would have us. They had a special on Thursdays. It was like a seven dollar steak, potato and a beer. So I was like, you know what? I am going to cut up my drive. I love country music. So I'm going to go in there, have some dinner, watch people dance, listen to music and then, you know, continue on my commute. So I went in there the first day and uh, it was great. Everyone looked like they were having an amazing time. Everyone was used to you know, pretty split line dance and partner dancing. So um, it was great. I sat down, it was on top of the dance floor looking down. And from that point, I was like, all right, I, I have to try this. This looks like so much fun. Not to mention the person sitting next to me, I was sitting to a, a pretty attractive girl who's now one of my really good friends. And she was like, why are you dancing? I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to do any of this stuff. And uh, she went out with her dance partner at the time and was incredible. So I was like, okay, I need to learn how to do this. Uh, went and bought my first pair of boots the next day and then keep coming back every week for like five hours a night. Nice. <laughs> so, so it became like a part-time job. I was there at least two to three nights a week to begin with 
for five hours at a time. So might as well have been working there. Right? <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit of the different styles you do. I know you do uh, both line and uh, you do some couples dance and stuff. So tell us a little bit. Yeah. About so I guess here in, um, in California, it's really different as far as people doing both sides of country dancing. It's like you'll go out to you know, Texas and no one line dances at all. It's only partner dancing. Right. Or um, even I went to uh, Cowboys Orlando and no one partner danced at all. It was all line dancing. Yeah, so, it's a little different down here. Yeah. So it's it's I was really determined to be good at both. I started out on the line dance side just because it's easier. You don't need a partner and it's really less nerve wracking to be bad because <laughs> no one else is depending on you. Um, but yeah, so, you know, line dances where I started and then once I got a little more confident, I uh, got out to do partner dancing. I started, you know, messing around, just doing what everyone else calls a, a two-step that's on, on the dance floor. But the more I watched and, and gained a little more information, you can tell that some people are doing something different. So I just became like more of a student of, of the kind of the dance style. So you have your progressive two-step that a lot of people don't do unless, I mean, uh, Darren and I think Darren said it the other day, the older folks um, typically do a progressive two-step. So it's really standard, you know, your quick, quick, slow, slow, moving down the line dance. But then the younger generation has like taken that and turned it into something a little bit different where they're kind of going side to side and there's not really any rhyme or reason to it. So I started doing that and came to realize that there's this whole other style that hasn't really been developed called country swing. Right. You know, the folks that are in the UCWDC world and, you know, those types of things don't really give much payment, you know, attention to it because it's not any kind of uh, recognized formal type of dance, but it's really good for the bar goer. There's a low barrier to entry. You can just get in and mess around and figure it out. Um, I think that's why I, I appreciate it is because you don't need to go to hours of class to figure out your two-step and get really comfortable with it. Okay, that makes sense. I know uh, there are, I, back in the day before the UCWDC got big, I, there used to be tons of uh, um, traveling, almost like competitions that did uh, country swing and the country two-step. Uh, and it was almost like bar tours and stuff like that. I remember it... Um, the old neon armadillo and stuff in Orlando before uh, Wild Horse, back in Wild Horse Saloon and stuff like that. They did some stuff there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know there's like there's this East Coast and West Coast swing. That, I mean, it's kind of this whole country swing thing is kind of like it takes fun parts from every style and, and makes it its own. So okay. It's just again real real low barrier to entry. Go in, figure it out. Hopefully, you have a new for music because that does help a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> On some kind of beat. But uh, yeah, it's it's fun until unless the floor is kind of crazy and everyone's kind of wild west out there. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about what the local uh, line dance scene is out in Cali. I know you're uh, you're in Southern Cal, right? Right. Um, I live in. I, guess, I like to say little city, but it's not that little. It's called Chula Vista. I'm about okay. three miles from the border of Mexico. Um, in San Diego, we had four, so we had Incahoots, Renegade, both Moonshines within half hour of each other. So That's always convenient. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think anyone really sees San Diego as a dancing for country dancing, but it, there's so many opportunities here, and then you travel a little bit further north, you get into Orange County, and there's, you know, Incahoots, Fullerton is up there, and you have the ranch. If, if you've seen the ranch's dance floor, it's 
insane. It's so nice, such a great venue. And then you travel a little bit further north, and there's like at least there's probably seven to eight clubs a little bit further north in LA. So there are so many opportunities if you just take a two-hour drive to hit a ton of, of dance bars. And most people, I think here, we definitely lean heavy on the line dancing. Okay. Um, and I don't know, really, it's really up to all, you know, all the instructors that teach at the local bars. Like, they choose which dances get in. Um, I don't think we have anyone that teaches at local bars here in San Diego that has been on the scene, you know, on the, uh, the circuit scene that, that is very active in it. Um, but that's, that's been changing recently. recently. Once, Once I went to, to, I went to Vegas, Vegas, but in 2018, to okay. um, some of the people that I was on stage with dancing with convinced me, that, hey, you really need to check this out. Because I was, I was, you know, just mastering the bar dances, you know? Right. And I'm like, there's, there's another world to this that will make your bar dancing better and will just open, up you, open you up to a lot of different styles of line dances. Like, I, you know, I kind of like the bar scene, blah, 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 but, um, yeah, yeah, I went to Vegas, and we take a lot of what we've learned there back to our, you know, the LA, the Orange County, the San Diego bars, and people are really enjoying it, so I can see that scene getting very popular here in San Diego, once we get out of quarantine, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> once you're allowed back in public. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah Vegas is definitely a different beast, I'm sure, uh. I'm sure there was plenty of opportunities for you to take classes there. Yeah. Yeah, I was at Vegas. Uh, we, were, we were at Vegas uh, to do photo and video this past year, and mm-hmm. we went for fun back in 2017 um, just to go out hang out with people. And uh, that's definitely an event that you definitely – if that was your first event, wow. Talk about talk about they threw you to the wolves. <laughs> it was, yeah, 11 lessons in a day or I don't even know how many I, don't even know how many I took in a day, but uh, – it's a humbling experience for someone that, oh yeah, I know dances and stuff. I could not, could not figure out the balance for the life of me. And and Joe Thompson taught it, and I was like, I can't, I can't figure this out. It took me uh, some time to figure it out. <laughs> so uh, I know you're big, uh, you uh, talk about all the people from your stagecoach dancing that brought you on. Uh, how'd you get into going to that? How did you get into the, doing the whole stagecoach thing? Yeah, and tell everybody so, that doesn't know that what is stagecoach. Okay, yeah, I always forget. I mean, I, in Southern California, it's like you know stagecoach. Stagecoach right. is our, our large um, multi-day country music festival in San Diego. <clears throat> Boy, it's actually in Indio where Coachella is. I think most people are probably more familiar with what Coachella is. It's in the same location. Okay. So stagecoach is I think it's, a, it's three days and. The thing that makes it unique is Anne-Marie, uh, Anne-Marie Dunn, she is kind of the coordinator of the, of the Southern California dance team for Stagecoach. She had this idea a few like, years back, I think it was maybe 2014 or 15, to put together a dance group that could lead dancing in their dance hall. They have a giant, um, like they call it the honky-tonk. Right. And I don't remember the exact dimensions, but... You could probably fit, it's like 75% of the football field. Wow. In, indoors, and they have giant fans pumping in. There's a stage, so all the people on the team get to dance on the stage. We do lessons, and there are hundreds to thousands of people on the dance floor 
dancing to whatever dances goes to the particular song, whichever area they come from, because, you know, line right. dancing is very regional. Even within bars within the same city, we do different dances. So, um, yeah, so Stagecoach, apart from the giant music festival, it's also tailored to dancers. So if you don't want to go and watch all the concerts, you can come to the dance hall and spend, you know, 10 hours. You can make it just dancing. So it's pretty great. Yeah, I remember the first year Trevor was out there, the pictures he sent me back, I'm like, that's just massive. Yeah. He went the first time you said 2017? I think that's what it was. Okay, yeah. I met him the following year. He was one of the instructors. And that was, I think that was the first time I met like the choreographer of a dance that I had done before. Because uh, I think Ain't Too Cool or, or okay. Double D, we, we danced those in San Diego. And, you know, I saw the name on the list. That's the guy that did these? All right. And this was before, like, I didn't, I wasn't in this world yet. I wasn't looking at step sheets yet. I wasn't you know, researching choreographers. Um, so it was definitely a cool experience. And I got into all of that because of wanting a little bit more. So, like, I was in the San Diego dance scene, and you were in those dances, and then it's like, okay, what else, what else is out there? Um, I had some friends that would travel up to LA to dance, so I went up there. And I was like, wait a minute, they don't, they do, they do so many different dances than we do down here. Why is that? So that just kind of got the wheels turning, and um, started competing and stuff like that. And I learned about the stage foot competition that, that Anne Marie put on, and um, yeah, the rest of history. I won, I won the first competition, and uh, they asked me to be on the team. Hell yeah, let's do this. And um, <laughs> it was yep. pretty, it was, it was really cool. I think every music festival should have some dance component like stage. It was great. Yeah, what was it like getting up on that stage and having all those people down below you? <laughs> um, not gonna lie, I was very nervous. <laughs> I'm sure. Especially, so that first year of stagecoach was in 20, I was 2017 or 2018. I think it was 2017 actually. That was the first year I did it. I had only been dancing for maybe like a year, a uh, year and a half. So I was very familiar with the dances at my home bar. But everyone on the team was from L.A. and they had, you know, hundreds of dances in their back pocket. So I did a lot of watching that first year. So I danced as much as I could, but I did a lot of watching because they would, if you, you know, our team was like, you know, 25 people. Everyone's up on the stage. You have shifts. So the ones that I didn't know, I would step off and watch. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was one of the coolest experiences to go and do a fake ID with my buddy Jake because we do it. Everyone does fake ID differently, I feel like, but we have a very particular way of doing it in San Diego, and it was just me and him in this little section, and we just crushed it. And it was probably my, one of my favorite favorite parts. And he's one of the guys that I watched dancing in cahoots, and he was like an inspiration to me. So to be up there with him doing that in front of hundreds of people was pretty sweet. Nice, nice. Um... Rebecca Sneed has asked, what's your favorite type of venue to teach in um, or and to dance at? A festival, bar, winery? Favorite venue to teach? You know, I kind of, I do like the more intimate teaches. Because I don't, I, if anyone has been to my, my lessons or seen it, I like to mess around. I like to just joke around with people. I will call you out if, you, if you're messing <laughs> up. So it's just fun to be in a more intimate. So I like, hmm, 
I prefer the, actually I like the studio that I teach at because the people there, most of the time they are doing a little more advanced, not advanced, I say intermediate and they're familiar with steps so I can, I can get through a dance quick and I don't have to break down like, oh, this is what a coaster step is. Don't get me wrong, I do a lot of beginner classes and like I love it, but I like to be able to say, hey, we're going to do um, 48 count phrase dance. Uh, there's, you know, A, B, and C tags or whatever the case may be, and they understand what I'm talking about, and we can just burn through a lesson. It's great. But yeah, there's, I have a lot of different venues that I teach at. You know, studios, I teach at Wines, Rebecca's been to, you know, a number of my lessons, so she's familiar with what I've taught at. <laughs> that's always nice. Um, so, you have on the hat that says Country Soul. That's your mm-hmm. handle. You have the page. How did that all begin? Where did that, where did that name come from, and how did that all start out yeah okay so yeah we didn't get into the teaching part where how this all happened (laughs) right (laughs) so you know i I just became the person at inca who's the home bar that you know knew some dances and i would teach people a little bit on the side it's kind of like oh this is what you're supposed to do right here i think like this is what it looks like and i kept getting tagged in a dance called holy moly uh it was like a year i'd been in for a year i don't know if you're familiar with it but it's uh choreographed by David Villas. He's, a, I think he's from Spain. Okay. And it's a 212 count phrase dance to uh, Footloose. Okay. So most people will, you know, do, they'll do slapping leather or another dance called Footloose, but um, they tagged me in this video and I was like, oh yeah, this is your next dance. You're going to learn blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that looks crazy. What about people <laughs> tagging me? And I'm like, you know what? Challenge accepted. Let's do this. So I learned it. And I, it took me forever to get this one down. But once I did at the bar, I had everyone asking, what is that? Can you teach it to us? So I started a little group that would go to a local park. Okay. And I would just teach that dance. I would spend two hours just going through that dance. And when we were done, I just kind of asked the question, is there anything else you want to learn? And um, that really got the ball rolling. That's when I started, you know, paying attention to step sheets and looking at what actually happens in this, finding out we were doing dances very wrong at the bars. <laughs> and and um, it kind of, it kind of, you know, took off a little bit. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this a thing, that thing that maybe it extends outside of Sandy because I started doing, you know, video lessons. Okay. And then a video from uh, one of the competitions... Uh, for, it was a stagecoach competition. One of those videos got shared and it just blew up. So I had a, dan- a video of me doing aces and eights. Okay. That one kind of went baby viral. It, it had like a couple hundred thousand um, views. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening right now? And then we do a partner dance called, uh, it's called the Traveling Cha-Cha, but we just call it Cowboy Cha-Cha. Okay, yep. It's not Denver Cha-Cha, it's not the California Cha-Cha. It's called... We used to call it Chacha, but I think technically it's called Traveling Chacha. That got shared everywhere. I think right now it has like 6 million views. Oh, man. And I just started getting flooded with friend requests. And I was like, everyone, go to Country Soul. <laughs> go to that page because I shared it on my personal page. Okay. And um, I was like, go go here. Go to the Country Soul. This is my dance page, blah, blah, blah. So I started getting more active there. And it just kind of took off as this vehicle that I can, you know, post my dance videos but it turned into me teaching more this is these are dances that i like that i want to teach and break it down a little bit more for folks so that's really how 
Holy Moly is how it all started with the teaching. And then I just found an audience that was interested and, you know, it was just right place, right time. And someone hit share the right time. And I took that and kept going with it. There you go. Uh, Someone asked, uh, do you have a performance background other than dancing? Did you ever do any performing growing up or anything like that? Nope. Uh, I grew up playing sports. I guess that's kind of performing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I played football and uh, ran track. I played baseball. Some, yeah, just really just an athlete background. No performing at all. You just naturally like being out there in front of everybody? I don't, I don't know. I would, I would think if you were to, if someone were to talk to you about me, they would say I'm extroverted. But I do think I'm kind of, I think I'm introverted. I don't really like to be out in crazy crowds. I prefer to be kind of solo. Okay. But if the situation calls for it, I'm not going to shy away, I guess. Gotcha. So, yeah. It's funny to hear people like, oh, yeah, I thought you'd be very, I'm just going to sit here in the corner and let you guys do your thing. All right, you touched on part of this already. Um, one of the questions I had come in for you was you touched on the whole country swing um, and how it is big out there. Um, it's so hit or miss here. Um, you might luck out and see one couple or two couples doing it at a bar. But uh, how do you think the res- uh, resurgence of country swing uh, has affected the community, your dance community, and uh, do you think it's going to be sticking around for a while? And should the, the bars and the nightclubs embrace it or what? Yeah, it's funny. I have had this conversation with some <laughs> folks that are more, you know, traditional. So uh, okay. if you're familiar with Country Dance X out there in Houston. I am. Uh, yeah. So, and uh, show uh, or, the show are off one as well. Yeah. Yep. Familiar so with both Country of us. Dance X. So Anthony and Rose, they're they're much more traditional in their, in their dance. So mm-hmm. they, I mean, they're practiced in, you know, very traditional ways and they are solid at it. And I had a conversation with him and like, you know what, it's fine that you do it, but why not do it? Why not learn how to do partner dancing correctly? But my thing is, if most people that are going out to the bar scene to dance, they just want to have a good time without putting the time in to, you know, master a triple two or master uh, an actual progressive two step. Right. They just want to go out there and get, you know, spun around and stuff. (laughs) I can see it staying around. So part of the event that I did with Adia, um, the Edge, we were right. trying to, we were trying to incorporate some kind of, you know, basic. Like there needs to be something that ties everybody together. When you say, oh, we're going to, we're going to do a country swing style dance, there has to be something that makes you speak the same language. Right. So we're actually right. partnering up with some folks in Arizona as well, um, called Country Nomads. Their country swing scene out there is solid. They are very good. Very big West Coast influence, actually. Right. Uh, um, they have a huge, huge, huge country uh, dance scene competitively uh, for yeah. UCWDC as well. I do that. Oh, really? Yes. I uh, I know a couple instructors and a couple friends that are uh, from Arizona and live out in Arizona and teach. And country swing and uh, country two-step UCWDC is huge out there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So they, they actually just, you know, bought their own studio and are, are teaching classes out of that. So country swing is their kind of their mainstay. So we're trying to get that spread out, you know, as far as we can so that there is a basic for country swing so that people okay. know what's going on. Um, so I can, there is, there is a push to get this in 
in front of people and in, into more bars so that does stay around the one thing i can say that i think would be would make bars kind of hesitate is the lifting aspect of it so depending on where you're at with your country swing there are some you know there's aerials and something right. you can do and i know that does pose a, a safety concern for bars and i'm sure there's some kind of insurance cost that would have to be considered if you are doing aerials in your bar. Right. Eh, I don't think people want to deal with that. No, I remember back uh, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, when I was first learning how to line dance, how to go to bars, they'd have it yeah. posted. That's the one thing that was banned. They weren't allowed to do lifts. They're allowed to, they're allowed to do the country swing, but they just weren't allowed to put the aerials in it. Yeah. Due to that same reason, they don't want to be held liable if you go and buy six beers from their bar and then drop your girl. <laughs> exactly. that, I could totally understand why they, uh, they have that in place. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I understand that. And there, there are people that are out there that are very against it because they have practiced and they have, you know, actually spotters when they learned how to do these lifts. Right. And it's the, I think the learning curve would be too tough and the scrutiny on folks. If the scrutiny on people that are just trying to learn and um, don't have any practice would be too heavy for them to want to continue to learn to do it at a bar. Okay. Let's say like maybe specific hours, you know, aerials now are allowed on the floor or something like that. I don't know. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Jen, uh, Jennifer Oliphant just got commented. Hi, Jen. Long time no see. Uh, that some bars Ooh. in uh, SoCal are still, uh, still post the no lift rule out there. Yeah. Now, have you noticed like, I know here, at least in Florida, um, for like, you call it the, you call it the cowboy uh, country cha cha, the the progressive that goes around the floor, the pattern partner dances, yeah. stuff like that. Do you see that like in country swing and stuff like that? That it's very regional out there in California, like say Northern Cal, Central, where some areas do them and some don't, or do y'all tend to try to at least try everything out there? Because I know like here, we can't go like in South Florida, pattern partner dances mm -hmm. are huge. You can go to Roundup, and every th two or two or three songs, you're going to do a cowboy cha-cha, or you're going to do an El Paso, or you're going to do something like that. You go up to Orlando at Cowboys or the Barn, not a chance. Yeah. You're still going to see the two-step in West Coast, because there's a big couples community up there, but they're definitely not doing pattern partner dances. So is it kind of like sure. that out there, or y'all try to do a little bit of everything? It's, it's regional. So I think here in San Diego, we try to do... We think we have a, we have like three that are very uh, normal in a rotation. So our cha cha, we do one called We Danced, and okay. then El Paso is starting to make its uh, kind of a comeback here. But there are there are at least eight other ones I know they do in LA that we don't do in San Diego. So when uh, stagecoach competition comes around, people from San Diego will travel to LA to compete. They have to learn you know three new pattern partner dances in order to compete. So. A lot of them haven't made their way down to San Diego, but um, I think the same thing for Northern California. It's funny, I don't the dance scene in Southern California versus Northern California. Um, California is a pretty big state, right? So between LA and like the San Francisco area, there's not much to be uh, that I have heard of it, as far as the dancing community. So the Central Valley, okay. which is crazy because there's a. I mean, I'm sure there's a large country music contingent in the central valley it's where all the farmers are and stuff like that but i don't hear a lot of dancers coming out of there 
Um, but in the Bay Area, there's there's Stoney's up in, I think it's in Sacramento, and then um, Saddle Rack up in Fremont, which is kind of right near San Francisco. Um, Jackson up in San Francisco, they're starting to build their communities. And I think they are taking from the LA and Southern California dances that we do just to try to, to stay kind of in step with what we're doing down here. Okay. But there's a, a lot of great instructors and everything up there. So Chris and Megan and, um, and Kat teaches up there in SAC, Cat Painter. Shout out to Kat. I know uh, she's uh, tuned in some. Um, Maddie B just commented up in uh, this. You might like this one. You might want to go to Washington. Uh, up in Washington, they have a no rules floor. There's one floor that no you have way. to stay traditional and follow etiquette on one floor. And on the other floor, it's pretty much no rules. Um, they have two. It's two floors in the same bar. How are they getting away with that? Apparently, they're allowed to do. Yeah, they have the rules. That that bar has rules. They can do pretty much whatever they want. That's th- she says. The second floor, uh, the no rules floor, is about a third of the size of the main floor. But yeah, they have two two floors in the same bar. There you go. Yeah, there, we have how many? I think there are three bars in in Southern California that have more than one floor. So there's nice. Cowboy Country. Cowboy Country has three floors. Oh, wow. That's in, Long wow. Beach. That's in Long Beach. Yeah, there's a main floor, a side floor, and then an upper floor. And then um, Montana's has probably the biggest floor here in Southern California. They okay. have an upper floor as well. Okay. And there might be another one that has two floors, but those are the two that I can think of at this point. That's got to be crazy. Oh, yeah. Matt, I mean, she just said everyone signs a waiver before entering the bar. That's there you go. There you go. That, that's that makes sense. Brilliant. That totally makes sense. Covers their uh, their butt if uh, anybody falls. That that yep. would I would want to go just to watch. I would want to go I mean, just to see. <laughs> if you have a no rules floor, that I would imagine you would have some dancers that can do some pretty cool stuff, right? Right. Uh, Wait, what bars in Washington? Because I only I only know of the one in Tacoma. I think it's in. Maddie, what's the name of it if uh, you're still paying, uh, still on? Uh, <laughs> uh, shockingly, Brian and I have never met. I think she's going to type it here in a minute. She says, come on. Um, Amanda Lindemann just put in Central California, Central California Valley. We have had the main maybe five uh, staple partner dances for the last 20 years. We really see new ones. Okay. I can see that. And uh, Jim, yes, you're right. They have them signed before they've had any alcohol, so as they're coming in. Ah, <laughs> that makes yeah, sense. Have that clear mind, because after a couple, you might think you can uh, do things that you aren't able to. <laughs> like, yeah, I can do that. Uh, Rebecca Rebecca Steen said also, uh, the Saddle Rack in Fremont, California has two floors. One ends up as a designated alignance ah. floor. Uh, right. The name of the bar is Steel Creek up in Washington. Steel Creek, yes. yes. Steel Creek. That would be interesting. Uh all my uh, West Coast friends, we might have to be planning on a road trip up to visit uh, Washington here soon. I'm interested just to go to hang out. That would be a cool place to hang out and, and watch. <laughs> yeah, for a sure. No rules floor. Let's see how many people get dropped in one night. The over-under on me, I would say three. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I understand. See, that's what I don't get, I guess, from as watching it down here and watching um, people do it. And I've seen the Country Dance X videos and the spinner yeah. off, uh, the show are off and most of this stuff is done in bars. Most of the stuff is done. That mm-hmm. stuff is done out when there's alcohol involved. Yeah. Why would they want you to? I can totally understand why they would not allow lifts. Because that's no, just that's I, I, just I, I, a bad mix. <laughs> that's just a bad mix. 
I actually I haven't seen in a bar seen anyone get dropped too hard. <laughs> I love how you have to preference that too hard. <laughs> too hard, yeah. I've seen. I mean, I feel like if you haven't dropped someone, you're not trying, right? You know, <laughs> That's true. Someone at a bar. That's true. Uh, Jen Elephant said we should uh, take make a game out of every time someone falls, we take a shot. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> that just sounds bad. We call an Uber there, right? I'm, I'm telling you, I and that's one thing. I so I lived in Ontario for about uh three or four months. I worked for uh, Grand Austin and Dance Connection, the shoe vendor. So I lived mm. out in Southern Cal for about three or four months before moving back to Florida, and uh, only went to one or two bars. And it was just because every time I'd go, there wouldn't be big crowds. Now, yeah. the sad thing is, every time I see like you post videos or. Uh, my buddy Rick Dominguez, Oil Can Harry's post videos, or Emily or Jen, y'all are packed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Every video I've seen is y'all have a packed house, especially for the stagecoach competitions. Now, is that a normal thing, or does it get bigger during the stagecoach time when they hold the comps? It's funny. So, that I think it actually thins out for the competitions. Really? So you go during the week, the places are packed. So I don't know about you guys, but our our nights out aren't on the weekends. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh. We, that's when you'll find the dance floors the most crowded. <clears throat> so Tuesday at Moonshine Beach, like if you're not there before nine thirty, yeah, you're not gonna find any room to dance. Oh wow, yeah. Now see here, it's yeah. Friday, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's yeah, that's the weekend because everyone's still working. Also, do you guys not go out until like eleven p.m. out there? Because I found that. <laughs> You found that out going to Cowboys, didn't you? Yeah. I showed up at like 8 o'clock. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was um, the only person there. Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, I, it's hit or miss. Um, <laughs> Emily says I wasn't going to the right bars. That could be true, Emily. Um, when I go up and I visit my buddy Trevor uh, and I visit all my friends that go out dancing up there, unless they're teaching, yeah, we don't get out there till like 9, 9.30. And it's usually because that's when the free drink stuff starts as after a certain time. So with – Blows my mind. <laughs> what How the free drinks? Free drinks. <laughs> right. Um, South Florida doesn't do it as often, but Orlando does it huge. Like Friday, if you know a name, if you have a birthday name, you get in for free at Cowboys and you get your first few drinks for free. The barn when I used to live up there, um, I think on Thursday nights was college night. It would be seven dollars mm -hmm. to get in for uh, girls or ten bucks for guys, but from nine to one, it was twenty five cent long necks. Like okay. it was perfect. It's so yeah, weird. And yet, like Jim just said, Florida has shift. It's the age factor. The earlier, <laughs> it's the older crowd who wants to learn. Unless you want to go. Yeah. If you don't want to go for the dance lessons, you don't go. Cause that's what pretty much what is at the bar till like nine, 10 o'clock, depending on the bar. So for the people who don't want to go to the dance lessons, it's, they go later when the dance lessons is over. Uh, yeah. For like Makes sense. us who would go and hang out with Trevor and stuff or hang out with the, the instructor, he'd have to be there anyway. So we just go and we'd hang out throughout the entire time. So, yeah, I didn't notice that. Uh, that is, Yeah, you're right. It's definitely a shift. You don't go out till later. Um, that is for sure, uh, for I, the most uh, part. Real quick story about the barn. So I have been to the barns. I have family that lives, I have family that lives in Orlando. Okay. Uh, so I found, you know, all the bars that were close by. And I was right. like, hey, the barn doesn't seem too far. So we drove out there. And this was when I first kind of like the country soul page just kind of blew up. Right. So drove out there with my cousins, walked in, you paid the whatever $10 cover, 
and went to the bar and then asked, hey, you know what, are there any drink specials tonight or whatever? And she, the bartender was like, oh, no, no drink specials. All right, well, look, how much is a Budweiser? A dollar? Yeah. That, that's not a drink special? Like, well, here's 20 bucks. <laughs> We're going to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and the sad thing is if you come like down to South Florida, you're not paying that. You're paying like four fifty five dollars for for a Bud Light. You go up to Orlando, it's a buck. Or two dollars. Yeah, You're insane. right. It's totally different pricing in Orlando, and I think they do it because of the whole. It's college town. It's you got colleges all yeah. over there, and it, they are bigger <laughs> drinkers. I've I've noticed, but yeah, they don't. <laughs> yeah, well, I know we're amateurs. Nothing's like Coyote Joe's up in Charlotte, brother. <laughs> but yeah, I've noticed that too. The pricing is so different, and even when I lived in, when I went when I was in Cali. The pricing is so different. Oh, yeah. yeah, if you don't ask for a drink special, you're paying, paying out the okay. rear. Same thing in Vegas. Eight bucks for a beer. Right. A break. Right. We'd go out down here and we'd pay six, seven, eight dollars for a beer down in South Florida, or five dollars. We go up to Orlando, we'd buy the exact same drink and it'd be a buck, buck fifty, and your bar tab is like a third of the price. It's like, and we're literally only driving three hours north. <laughs> it's crazy, absolutely crazy. That could be why, uh, but even so, it's so hit or miss. Like people are, it, like you said, some days it would be packed. Like the Thursday night when it's college night, it used to be packed like crazy. Now it's not so much. It's kind of hit or miss. Um, same thing with Friday. Friday nights usually it's so hit or miss depending on what bar you go to in Orlando. Um, but it's definitely the <laughs> later, later crowd. It gets more crazy. Sure. And then um, Saturdays, wherever you end up at pretty much is going to have a crowd size depending on the night of the week and what's going on in the state of Florida with its football and stuff like that. True. Yep. So which yeah, I'm, with all the bars out in Cali, I was, that's why every picture I saw, I was like, everything's packed, 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 packed. I'm like, I understand Cali's big and all, but how do they choose <laughs> which bar to go to then? There's nights of the week. You have, you, you have to have your dance calendar down. <laughs> Tuesday you're at Moonshine Beach, Wednesday you're at either Renegade or Moonshine Beach, Thursday you're at Moonshine Flats, and then Friday you're back at Renegade. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. So um, now that I know normally you'd be getting, I just looked at the calendar, you would be getting prepped to go to Stagecoach. Uh, yeah. How are y'all handling it with the movie? Because you got moved to October, correct? Yeah. So both of the, so that and Country Thunder, which is another right. festival. It's in Arizona, but I, um, I teach at that festival. Both got moved to October, like back-to-back weekends. So, um, we, I mean, everyone was was ready for Stagecoach this year. It was going to be so great, and then kind of bomb got dropped on it. But we're all staying in touch, you know. We're all you know, trying to um, you know, keep in communication. And someone created uh, a page specifically for posting, you know, fun dance videos and stuff like that. So we're, you know, staying connected. Um, it's, it's rough because we had planned to, you know, Put, uh, put together days where we can meet and practice dances, but now right. like, we can't do that. So um, luckily we know a lot of instructors that are doing virtual lessons and stuff. So we can, you know, brush up on ones that we already know or learn something new just uh, to you know, occupy the time and continue to have those dances in our back pocket. So when Stagecoach ultimately does happen, we have, you know, 20 more dances that we can be up on stage to uh, you know perform for the folks. That's good. Yeah, right now I know there's like 35 to 40 different uh, dances being taught online a day on yeah. Facebook and Zoom and YouTube. You can you can 
pick a pick an hour during the day and you can find a dance class. <laughs> you can pretty much learn everything that you possibly have missed over the past ten years on uh, yeah. on FaceTime retro, right now. <laughs> the retro line dance one is being that's been great because they're going over the you know five years right. back and recapping dance is pretty sweet. Yeah, huge shout out to my boy uh, Chris Jocks actually because the class that starts right after this at six on retro, he's teaching uh, Crash by uh, Fred Whitehouse, which is a really great uh, dance um, little throwback there. So uh, when uh, this show's over, guys, if you want to head over there, Chris will be live in that, doing that for sure. Um, I'm loving some of these old throwbacks because I haven't seen some of these dances done in years. Yeah. I'm like, some of the, like when Max Perry taught Texas, that, that dance is 20 plus years old, I think. And I'm like, holy <laughs> Mac, or like, there was a dance called Crab Bucket today um, from Gerard Murphy in Canada. And that was like, at least 10 to 15 years old, I think, if not older. And I'm just wow. like, wow. Yeah, some of, they're bringing back some really good stuff. I'm like, people that people just haven't got a chance to learn because there's 40 new dances released every day. Right, yeah. And that's something that's been interesting with me because, you know, I, I started in 2015. So I learned the stuff that our bar was teaching. Right. I don't know how old they were, if they were new or what. <clears throat> so a lot of the dances they're coming out with on are teaching on that retro line dance one like i've never seen this before i wasn't in the game at that point and i didn't really start paying attention to choreographers and stuff until probably you know 20 late 2017 2018 so um it's been interesting i just like the curve was like i don't know really anything and then i hit this kind of point where i was like bam i know all the choreographers and where they're from and like the dances that are there it's like okay it's getting kind of insane now yeah, it's it's been a little crazy with all the with all the classes. Everyone was like, "Where did this dance come from? Where did this dance come from?" I'm like, "See, there's tons of stuff that's older that just instead of releasing 55 dances a day, <laughs> we learned some of the ones from five, six, seven, eight years ago. You could yeah. you could still keep going. It's like that just got overlooked because so many dances were released back to back. And yeah, right when you were coming into this about 2015." it's been crazy the past five years how often dances are released yeah and that's a that's a common uh kind of point of frustration for a lot of the bar goers that aren't in um the other world because they know they're they're used to dancing the things they're used they're used to like one new or one to two new dances a month (laughs) now now it's not like that no because now we're getting introduced you know the the people that are going to conventions stuff they're bringing back all these new dances and they're they're familiar with choreographers so you know with social media you're following somebody you see you know fred whitehouse just released a new dance you see darren or amy or joe just released a new dance so you want to learn it and then show everybody because you enjoy it so all these dances that keep coming out, it's it gets overwhelming for the, the normal bar goer. Yeah, I had um I had the DJ for the barn, uh, Larry on Monday, and I told yep. him I go I feel bad for you just when you thought you got caught up on learning all the dance that because he has to deal with usually three instructors at one bar. Oh So wow. just when he got caught up learning all the the music, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> Even during all this this quarantine time, here's 40 new dances that we are our dances are doing. Yep. We definitely have uh, group chats with the DJs <laughs> at the various bars. Like, hey, this one, people like people are liking this one. You, uh, you better put it in the queue. Right, exactly. It, that, that's, uh, I've, I've definitely noticed, um, even with the quarantine time, like, I will check Copper Knob, like, every day just to see. Yeah. It's still every day. There's, like, a list of all new dances. I'm like, 
I understand y'all have nothing else to do because you're locked inside, but <laughs> come on, learn some I'm of the old ones. <laughs> I'm guilty. I did. I, I made a new dance like two week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, but one, <laughs> one, one's not that bad. One, you've, you've made one in what, four weeks? I know some. Shoot, no. I don't do that many. <laughs> but no, but I'm saying in the four weeks of quarantine, you've only released one. I, oh, okay. I know yeah, some yeah. names that I've seen on there eight, nine, ten times. Oh. Right. <laughs> so That's dedication, though, if nothing else. Oh, that's extremely dedication. <laughs> um, so uh, what other new stuff you got in the works coming up? I know you said you got the Arizona event coming up with the Country Nomads. Uh, what else y'all yeah. got in the works out there in Cali for when this uh, ends? So in California, honestly, not much in California. So we have that Country Nomads event we're putting on at the end of August. Right. Um, and for those that are interested, it's called Endless or Endless Summer uh, Step and Swing. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a, kind of a mashup of a bunch of different stuff. Um, I was supposed to, in June, be teaching at Volguera Country Festival in Italy. I remember which... seeing that. Yep. That obviously, I guess you're not going there now. There <laughs> you go. It got canceled this year, but they did uh, invite me back next year. So that's awesome. 2021, I'm going to Italy, guys. There you go. <laughs> um, and then also in July, I have uh, a festival in North Dakota. So Indie Country Fest. And that one's in the middle of so, nowhere. You might be okay there. <laughs> it is in the middle of nowhere, and it's so cool. I did it last year. It okay. was pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, so yeah, the event with Country Nomads, that's the, really the only things that are close by in San Diego. We haven't really planned a lot of stuff here locally. Um, just doing our regular, really kind of getting back into the regular swing of things. Is I would usually I'd have, you know, three to four lessons a week um, right. all throughout San Diego County. And on top of that, you know, going to bars and making sure staying, staying up to date with what the people like. So I've really been looking forward to getting back to that. Not really any huge events, but... Uh, when they do come back around, you know, stagecoach and country thunder and, and those things, I'm, I'm super stoked about those. Cause we play a big role in making those festivals fun. Uh, yeah, like I've noticed from what, uh, Emily and Megan and Chris and Trevor have showed me, uh, from pictures and stuff at stagecoach. Y'all are, y'all are definitely involved in, um, I know one of the DJs, Jack Smith, who, uh, plays, plays yeah. at it. Y'all definitely put your work in that for that on that, uh, for sure. Y'all definitely. Cause they, I mean, everyone that's on that stage competed to be there. They love right. dancing, and then they get to do it on stage, like a hundred percent each dance with no, without anyone within you know four feet of them. <laughs> right? You don't have to worry right. about hitting somebody. <laughs> I was, I was dancing next to uh, Jason Takahashi. You know, I see he said he said what's up on here. What's up, Jason? Uh, yeah. Two five two. What's up? We were roommates. Um, he was doing walk the line. And that there's the you know the very beginning of that's where you're doing those triple steps forty and we we usually cut that out and throw some spins in it. Right. Jason just nonchalantly throws a quad spin in there <laughs> as he's traveling. And I was like, You're not human, dude. He's like, Yeah, four is tough, but five is really when it really gets interesting. Oh my gosh, you are not a human being. <laughs> the professional figure stater just randomly throws a quad spin in. <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was a wild traveling. I was like, "You're insane, man!" But yeah, it's a it's a great time, and everyone on the team is solid. So it's really, it's we. I did, I know everyone's missing it in April. Hopefully, it won't be hot, but I'm, it's pretty. It's gonna be hot in October. Um, just had a question come in from uh, Richard Kessler. He says, "Since quarantine, 
Have you uh, seen any of the dances on the retro site that you uh, didn't know already that you can't wait to hit the dance floor with? Or uh, Ooh. Or, or your favorite dance that you didn't know that you've kind of wanted to learn that you're, uh, you can't hit, wait to hit the dance floor with when you get back to all this? So I have not been able to practice anything on a retro because all the yeah, they happen during the day and I still have my you regular job. So I'll be watching it. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Damn it. Darren taught, not Darren. Um, uh, Jason was teaching one the other day that I tuned in for. That looked fun. But I was like, I can't. I have stuff to do right now. I can't. I can't. But the one that uh, Showstopper has come up a couple times. Yes. And I have not learned it. And it looked super fun. Uh, that's probably one that I need to get down to nail down because I think it's popular in, in Southern California, just not in San Diego, and we just don't do it here. So maybe uh, I'll have to go back to the Showstopper Teach and uh, bring that one to San Diego. I know this one I don't think it has been asked, but uh, someone already uh, wants to know, what is your actually favorite dance to do? It changes a lot, but there is one particular song and dance combo that I love that I will do every time. But walk the line. Funny because it's an it's an older dance and it's you know not the most complicated. But walk the line to a song is called That Girl. Okay. By Kevin Fowler. Yeah. It. Fun background story of that because there's a part in it. I like to do a heel click and walk the line when you kind of do that little touch out to the side. I'll do a heel click right there. Okay. That's where this came from. Oh, okay. This is actually, this is actually a picture of me doing the heel click. The heel click. Uh, and someone just cut out the silhouette and made me a logo. And I was like, that is pretty sweet. Nice. But so that one's probably my all time, but right now I'm, I think I'm digging and I don't think it's necessarily new, but party in the Hills. Okay. Is I think that's Shane and I don't remember everybody. Uh, Shane and Joey, isn't it? Shane, Joey. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, dig that dance. I like how he uses the music in it and it's just, so very well done in, in my mind. So I like it a lot. I typically like to dance to country music, and this is this is a new thing for me doing uh, <laughs> non-country. Non-country, yeah. So, uh, Jim, that song was uh, he said it was uh, that girl by Kevin Fowler. That uh, girl, Kevin Fowler, yeah, uh, for Walk the Line. Um, for anyone out there who wants to know more about Byron, uh, underneath his name is his Instagram handle. You can check out his page, um, <laughs> Country Soul on Facebook. It's uh, at Country Soul. And it's S-O-L-E um, on Instagram. Oh. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today, bud. It was a pleasure yeah, getting to know more about you. Um, hopefully one of these days I'll actually get to meet you in person. <laughs> I've been to Vegas the opposite weekends, the opposite years you were. And I haven't been out to Cali since in a long time. So one of these days. <laughs> when, uh, when I go visit family and out there out there in Florida, I might have to Absolutely. I'll gladly make the drive up to Orlando weekend. Uh, definitely go out and hang out. But uh, thank you so much to everyone who joined us today on the show. Uh, make sure to tune in tomorrow, 5 o'clock. I have Brandon Zahorski all the way from New York going to be on. Um, we're going to talk about the scene up in New York. He does an awesome local class on Tuesday nights, um, which up in New York, I guess, the middle of the week is the, the local thing to do, too, is go out in the middle of the week up in New York. Um, but if uh, y'all want to learn a class at 6, my buddy Chris Jocks, who is um, teaching over on Retro Line Dance, the social stuff. He is teaching Crash by Fred Whitehouse. Um, so tune in tomorrow, guys. I'm also going to be releasing the lineup for next week's shows. You're not going to miss them. I got some really good ones. So thank you for joining us. See you guys. Peace.